0: Hello and welcome to the Will Preach for Food podcast. I'm Doug, I'm the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church. We're a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. Our our ministry, our congregation, is based out of Shelton, Washington. You can learn more about faith at our website, www.faithshelton.org. I want to thank you for making this podcast part of your day. It has been a long year. As daylight savings time was ending a couple of weeks ago, I saw someone suggest that we set our clocks forward all the way to 2021. Well, I have some good news for you today. See, there's a centuries old tradition in the Christian church that the new year starts on the first Sunday of Advent, which is today. So woohoo, happy new year, everyone. Let's start a new year. And today we're invited to start that new year on the right foot. It starts with turning to God to restore us, to get us back on track, for his face to shine upon us and to light the way, to save us. We'll start with two readings from the Bible. The first is Psalm 80, and the second is Mark chapter 13. I'll leave you with at least three takeaways and I'll even throw in a story about the time that Brenda and I committed voter fraud back in 1996. But first, let's pray. Restore us, Yahweh, God of the angel armies. Shine your face upon us that we may be saved. Amen. That phrase happens three times in Psalm 80. It's kind of a refrain. Uh, Here is this Psalm, 80, beginning at the first verse. Hear us, shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock, you who sit enthroned between the cherubim, shine forth before Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh, awaken your might, come and save us, restore us, O God, make your face shine on us, that we may be saved. How long, Lord God Almighty, will your anger smolder against the prayers of your people? You have fed them with the bread of tears. You have made them drink tears by the bowlful. You have made us an object of derision to our neighbors and our enemies mock us. Restore us, God Almighty. Make your face shine on us that we may be saved. You transplanted a vine from Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it. You cleared the ground for it, and it took root, and it filled the land. The mountains were covered with its shade, the mighty cedars with its branches. Its branches reached as far as the sea, its shoots as far as the river. Why then have you broken down its walls so that all who pass by pick its grapes? Boars from the forest ravage it and insects from the fields feed on it. Return to us, God Almighty. Look down from heaven and see. Watch over this vine, the root your right hand has planted, the sun you have raised up for yourself. Your vine is cut down, it's burned with fire. At your rebuke, your people perish." Let your hand rest on the man at your right hand, the Son of Man you have raised up for yourself. Away from you. Revive us, and we will call on your name. Restore us, Lord God Almighty. Make your face shine on us, that we may be saved. And a reading from Mark chapter 13, beginning at verse 21. Jesus continued, at that time, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Messiah, or look, there he is, do not believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. So be on your guard. I've told you everything ahead of time. But in those days, following that distress, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, people will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory, and he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. Here ends the reading from Mark chapter 13. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's take a look at Mark chapter 13 briefly. So Jesus is asked one day about the end of the world. Back in those days, everybody was convinced that things had gotten so bad that the world was surely coming to an end. And so Jesus, throughout this chapter, gives his disciples advice. He tells his followers, be on guard, be careful. Don't believe everything you hear. He tells them that false kings will use God's name to con people into believing that he alone can save the nation. Jesus tells his followers, get ready for wars, for conspiracy theories and mass protests. There will be natural disasters, pandemics and toilet paper shortages. Don't be surprised, he says, when councils and commissioners start arresting people for no reason. Governors and kings will use regular citizens as pawns in their corrupt power games and litigation. Families will come to blows over politics at Thanksgiving dinner. False prophets and grifters will be out on the streets and on the internet preying on fear and promising prosperity to anyone who will listen and subscribe to their so-called gospel. This is how it is, Jesus says. I'm telling you ahead of time. So stay calm and stand tall. Don't believe everything you hear, he tells them. Put your trust in God and in God alone. Now, does that sound familiar? Can can you relate? Here's the thing details change over the centuries, but the urgency, the danger, and the uncertainty of life on planet Earth is pretty consistent. And so Psalm 80 was written 700 years before the time of Jesus. And in this Psalm, the, the names and the locations listed in the first couple of verses, Joseph, Ephraim, Benjamin, Manasseh, these are all territories that were part of the northern kingdom of Israel. And that's the part that was invaded and destroyed by the Assyrian Empire in about 721 B.C., And so most folks figured that this song emerged as the people of God in northern Israel were seeing their whole world come crashing down around them. Everything they ever knew and loved, their homes, their nation, their way of life, all of it was being taken away. God, how can you let this happen? Restore us, O God. Let your face shine on us that we may be saved. This song portrays God as a shepherd leading a flock to safety. And then it compares Israel to a grapevine that up till now God had faithfully uh, uprooted and planted, tended, watered, and protected. But now it was all coming apart. This once prosperous vine was now being devoured by insect, enemy, and wild animal. In fact, the psalm says the Assyrians are cutting us off at the root, we're being chopped into firewood and burnt into ashes. It's all gone. Restore us, Yahweh, God of angel armies. Look upon us again with your favor and save us. This refrain repeated three times, verse three, verse seven, verse 19. Restore us, O God, shine your face on us and save us. Now the name that the Psalm uses for God is one of my favorites. The name for God is Yahweh Elohim Sabaot. Yahweh is the name that God reveals to Moses and it gets translated as Lord in all caps. Elohim is the word for God and Sabaoth refers to a host of subjects like an army or something. So often this is translated as Lord God Almighty. But you know, that's kind of flat, honestly. It doesn't quite capture the sense of it for me. And so I like Eugene Peterson. He translates it as Yahweh, God of the angel armies. Now that's got some character. Now, if you know me, you know I don't talk about angels much. Honestly, a lot of the ideas about angels these days are mostly sentiment and greeting card theology. But angel armies, now those are real. I suspect that angel armies are all around us all the time. There's a spiritual realm, an existence that is beyond what our senses can fathom or measure, and occasionally we're given glimpses at thin places in our lives. I've seen this at end of life, in the spiritual crisis, in near-death experiences. These are times when the veil between what we can see and what we can't see, well, it gets a little thinner. There are at least two angel army stories in the Bible. In 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 16 and 17, So there's a prophet named Elisha, and he's being pursued by an enemy king. It's a long story. But when his servant, when Elisha's servant, a fellow named Gehazi, sees them surrounded by enemy troops, he panics. But Elisha reassures Gehazi, saying, those who are for us are more than those who are against us. And Elisha prays that Gehazi's eyes be opened, and when the servant looks again, he looks out and he sees the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around and the birth of Jesus. The birth of Jesus is another angel army story. Uh, When he's born, it's marked by a great company of the heavenly host praising God, Luke chapter 2. The shepherds watching their flocks by night witnessed the angel armies just like Gehazi had seen centuries before. And I suspect that, that we are always surrounded by these armies of angels. They serve at the beck and call of the God of Elisha, the God, the father of Jesus, God, the God of army angels, of angel armies. So to bring it full circle then, The prayer of the scripture, the prayer of Psalm 80. Restore us, O God. Shine your face on us and save us. And so we pray this and God answers our prayer. God sends Jesus. God is the spitting image of the Father, the face of God. The Bible calls Jesus the light that shines in the darkness which the darkness cannot overcome. And so God's face in Jesus shines on us, and we are saved. The name Jesus is Jeshua, Jesus, the God who saves. And then Jesus commands us to let our lives, our light, shine before others, to be image bearers of the God of angel armies, bringing light, bringing salvation to a world of image bearers. This is the restoration, the salvation of Israel prayed for in the Psalms, foretold by the prophets, revealed in Jesus, animated by the Holy Spirit, playing out today, right here, right now in 2020. This is how God intended it to be. And so God in Christ alone can save us and God in Christ has saved us. That's why the birth of Jesus was marked with the angel army choir, And then Jesus died, rose from the dead, ascended to heaven, and promises to come again to finally establish the kingdom of God, the kingdom of light and justice and mercy and love, a kingdom without end. The Bible ends with the fulfillment of the longing for God's face to shine upon God's people. The throne of God will be in the city and his servants will serve him. They will see his face and there will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun for the Lord God will give them light and they will reign forever and ever. Revelation chapter 22. So it's a new year and with the start of a new year, the invitation of scripture is to renew your hope in God. Look, it's rough out there. But what Jesus tells us is it's always been rough out there. Think about 2020 in this way. God has seen us through these last few months. And we're still, <laughs> we're still out there. And if God can see us through these rough times, so we can trust the God of angel armies as we enter into a new year. The world is about to turn, the song says, and and we place our hope in the God who who has angel armies, who who redeems the slave, defeats the powers of evil, promises to make all things new, whose light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it. And so I have three takeaways for you today, and one of them is about gratitude, and that requires a quick story about the time that Brenda and I committed voter fraud back in 1996. So we were living in Helena, Montana. One day we shared a special hug, and by the summer of 1996, Brenda and I had, Brenda was doing the, most of the work, Brenda had baby number two in the oven. She started experiencing some complications, however, and by September she was on full bed rest, on account of because she had placenta previa, which meant that if she went into early labor, she would probably bleed to death in about five minutes. Weighing the risk to Brenda against the viability of the baby, the doctors told us that Tuesday, November 5th, 1996, would be the day for a C-section. It was about five weeks before the due date, and it was election day. So on our way to the hospital, pulled, uh, stopped at the voting precinct. And I, I walked in and I explained to the voting ladies that my wife was about to deliver a baby, but that we wanted to vote first. Could they bring the ballot out to the car? The two ladies kind of looked at each other and immediately they grabbed a clipboard with a ballot. They went out to the car with me and they allowed Brenda to cast her ballot in the passenger seat of our white Buick sedan. We continued on to the hospital and Hannah Marie was born via C-section later that evening. Looking back, I suppose we probably broke the law. But the strength of our democracy is not in its rules and regulations but in the deep-seated civic duty of all Americans to participate in the process and in the earnest diligent efforts of countless volunteers like those two election ladies and government employees and election officials all across the country to vouchsafe that duty. I tell you this story to frame the first takeaway for this message which is a call for gratitude. People, I'm ready to express gratitude to God for our enduring, imperfect, but still as good as it gets, democratic process. All year we have been asking the God of angel armies to guide our election process. Over the last three weeks, the nation has held its breath amid a bevy of lawsuits, allegations, and accusations of massive fraud. And yet nothing came forward. And so folks, I'm ready to exhale. I'm ready to trust that God answered our prayers. I'm ready to offer up prayers of thanksgiving. Thank you, God of Angel Armies, for watching over our election season. Thank you, God of Angel Armies, for hearing our prayer. Thank you, God of Angel Armies, for the gift of our democracy. Thank you, God of Angel Armies, for the men and women who faithfully and with integrity worked for and conducted this election. Thank you, God of Angel Armies, for President Trump's service to this country country. And we pray, O God of Angel Armies, for the health, wisdom, and moral fortitude of President-elect Biden as he prepares to assume the duties of this office. My first takeaway today is encouraging you to offer up prayers of gratitude to the God of Angel Armies for all of God's blessings. Second, let the light of Christ shine In response to our gratitude, in light of our gratitude, as the light of Christ shines in the darkness, let our lives reflect that light and brighten our world. People of God, shine. Do you know someone who needs some light and some love? Who do you know is feeling overwhelmed? Who do you know is hungry and homeless? Who is lonely? Shine, people, shine. Support our local restaurants more than ever. Donate to the local food bank. Share homes with the poor. Smile at your neighbor. Send handwritten cards to homebound church friends. Put up Christmas lights. Shine, people. Shine. And my third takeaway for you is hope. Because it's the beginning of a new year. And so what will our story be in 2021 as we're steeped in gratitude, as we're shining with the love and light of Christ, brimming with faith and hope in the God of angel armies, now we get to write the storylines of 2021. Maybe 2021 is the year that we overcome the COVID-19 pandemic. We safely return our children to schools. We reopen our nursing homes and we celebrate our healthcare professionals, teachers and first responders just as much as we celebrate and honor our soldiers and sailors. Maybe 2021 is the year that we make significant strides towards reconciliation between urban and rural, whites and blacks, Democrats and Republicans. Definitely 2021 is the year that the Seahawks win the Super Bowl. Maybe 2021 is the year that Faith Lutheran Church becomes debt-free. Maybe 2021 is the year that Faith Lutheran Church is renewed in its laser focus of mission to welcome the stranger, bless the poor, proclaim God's word, and grow closer to and more like Jesus. Maybe 2021 is the year that a personal and deepening relationship with Jesus becomes real for you. Maybe 2021 is the year of the Lord's favor when we all are restored and the face of the God of angel armies shines upon us, and we experience salvation. Amen. May it be so. Come, Lord Jesus. Restore us, Yahweh, God of the angel armies. Shine your face upon us, that we may be saved. Amen. Gratitude, Shining Brightly, Writing New Chapters. Thank you for listening to this week's We'll Preach for Food podcast. I'd love to hear back from you. You can contact me or get information about faith at our website, www.faithshelton.org. Hope you'll subscribe to this podcast or like us on Facebook or subscribe to our YouTube channel. I want to thank the people of faith for your financial support. I want to thank Chaz and Emily for your technical assistance with this podcast. That's all I got for you, folks. God made you special and God loves you very much. God bless you, happy Thanksgiving, and happy new year.